Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Darren Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Scores Caster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So... I like that she almost did a spit take during her introduction there. That was great. I know. I was about to take a drink of water and I was like, oh no, it's coming. And I know I'm just going to be like (laughs) grinning like an idiot. So I'm like, all right, I can't take a drink yet. (laughs) Thank you. That Thanks was for that, including that every week. Right? Yes, I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think the folks at home need a little behind the curtain there, and so I had to tell them about that. <laughs> that, and you're sitting in front of a nice cozy fire right now too, for because you because you can it's, exactly right, yeah, because Discord has background things, so yeah, why not? Yeah. It's better to look at than my weird random green screen curtain thing behind me. So you know. You know, we got a nice little fireplace. We're in the new expansion. We're we're back yes. together after what feels like forever, even though we actually did record last, last week. Mo- yeah, last Monday, which was not Tuesday, so it feels it feels like it's been forever. I know. It, yeah, but it feels weird. But we're we're back. We're here, and it's exciting. We're yeah, already off to a great start. Exactly. So we had a poll question a couple weeks ago. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah way 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 back when it was feels like an eternity ago we did have a poll question we were wrapping up united and stormwind and we asked you how do you rate this expansion overall on a scale from one to ten one being bad ten being great uh we didn't have a huge turnout we had 14 votes thank you to all of you that voted and with 50 percent of the votes uh the range four to six was where uh, most people would have uh, rated the expansion. 7 to 9 got 28.6%. Uh, 10 got 14.3%. And 7.1%, the last little bit, said uh, they would have given it a 1 to 3. Real quick, wh- where do you guys think you would have fallen in, in this? In this uh, which one of these spots would you have picked? If you didn't vote, you may you may have voted, but if you did, just I did. let. Um, I, I usually don't vote because I don't want like like some of the times I will, but like when it's like very biased, like I don't vote, so it's not like see see I asked the question and I voted for the answer I said I would. <laughs> So. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm curious. Where, where, where would you guys fall on the on the scale from one to ten? Which, which, which of these options would you've chosen? Because I feel like uh, if I was to vote, I, I would have given United and Stormwind actually like a, a solid eight, and I thought it was a pretty good expansion. I, I'm not a huge combo player, but, but there was some combo things going on i liked the quests i know there's definitely a a group of people that were not big into the quests so i understand that that could definitely lower your score uh depending on how you feel about that um but i i thought overall i thought the expansion was really good i don't know exactly where i'd fall but i would have voted for the seven to nine i liked it i thought it was enjoyable i had a good time with the expansion so 
yeah, yeah seven that, that's where i would fall to i same thing like you said darren i don't know exactly like it, it probably would end up being like a half number if i had to say something but yeah i i kind of fall there too i think i think overall it was pretty good there was some strong stuff um but I think also for me, one thing that really impacted the expansion was their readiness to change things when needed and really adjust to feedback, um, which I think has made some metas feel really bad, is when it feels like something is in the meta for way too long. So it makes the meta feel extra bad. But I, I think they really adjusted things. Maybe there were way too many potential changes. It, it felt like there was, it felt like the meta was always changing and that depending on the type of player you are, that can be good. That can also feel kind of daunting to deal with, which is uh, maybe a little bit more in the camp of where I, where I come from as we, as we've talked about, but no, I think, I think it's a, I think it's interesting. And like I said, I just, I was thinking that more people would have voted a little, you know, higher than that four to six range because I feel like that's that's average, I guess. Yeah. And I felt like I, I felt like I felt like Stormwind was a little bit better than average, but I feel I feel like the quest had a lot to do with it. In all honesty, I think could, I think a lot of people had some negative feelings towards the quest. I'm not I'm not matching anyone with a white dog with initials BMK <laughs> or anyone like that. So <laughs> yes. So yes. all right. All right. So well, news. Let's, let's jump into the news. Yeah. Dragon Rider, you wanna lead us off on the news because this is this is your field of expertise. Yes, I'm so excited. So this coming weekend, December eighteenth and nineteenth, it's Saturday and Sunday is the Hearthstone 2021 World Championship. We'll have the link for the kind of uh, viewer guide blog post if you want to look at that. But basically the breakdown here, it is these players, top eight players. Okay, so it's it's only eight people competing. They're going to bring four decks. It's a best of five conquest with a band. So we're pretty used to seeing this type of format. Uh, the players are McBanterface, Frenetic, Glory, Nagudan, Gabby, Possessi, Xiaobai, and Tianming. Oh, what a spread of players. It's going to be sweet. I'm super excited for this. Um, and just by watching, it's going to be on YouTube, but just by watching, you can earn yourself a couple of Alteric Valley packs by watching for four hours. So even if you just put it on in the background or something, you know, if you accumulate four hours of watch time over the whole weekend, you'll get those packs. Um, I'm just going to read this other thing that we have here along with it, but because of this going on, there's no balance changes as we head into this weekend. So we're not going to be seeing any, you know, nerfs or buffs or anything like that. Uh, Celestalon confirmed it via Twitter Monday night in response to a question from Ridiculous Hat. Of course, Ridiculous Hat always asking those, those good questions. Those tough questions. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Is... Is there going to be balance changes? Is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't know. They're all on the same level. That's, you know, ridiculous that's question. To, to answer both of those questions, no. The answer to both of those questions is a definitive no. <laughs> well, 
there you go. So. I, I like that you gave those two questions equal weight there as we were as as we were going through that discussion. That is fabulous. And it's it's. I'm and, sure. I'm sure he will approve of that. By the way, I'm totally sure he and, would approve of that. And the nice thing is, you can factually answer those questions with just one word. Nope. Nope. That's that's just it. Yep. No patches. Hot dog is not a sandwich. There we go. There you go. Um, one more thing, though, that I did want to mention with this that I know I'm super excited about. There is a, a chunk of the community that's also going to be very excited about this. Uh, they did kind of announce and, and say that, well, previously they said that over the weekend it's going to be, uh, it's going to be the time for announcing what's coming next year for Hearthstone Esports. And I believe, I can't remember if it was actually, I think it was mentioned in the blog post or in a post specifically, but after the second match on Saturday the 18th, uh, it sounds like they're actually going to play like a, a little video. They're, they're getting some, you know, uh, kind of an interview style video is what it kind of sounds like, um, like we've seen before when they kind of sit down and and talk about and discuss things that are coming up. So Really excited to see what's coming up in 2022. Sounds like they're definitely going to be making some some changes. They've already kind of been alluding all over Twitter to like battleground stuff being part of the the esports scene. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. So if you're interested in what's coming up next year as well, then you won't have to wait any longer than Saturday. Also, yeah, I guess I guess the video is TJ is interviewing. Uh, Abar, if I remember correctly, uh, about these esports changes that are coming in 2022. So, um, yeah, the fact that it's pre-recorded means though it'll probably be short and to the point, and and get you all the information hopefully that you need to know about what's coming in next year. So that's that's great that we're going to get that because it feels like about this time through whenever they actually make that announcement people are asking people want to know people need to start planning out and how they're going to to start working towards their goals in 2022 and so you'll you'll have hopefully have that information after this weekend also how cr how crazy is it that we could have a uh, repeat world champion like glory's back yeah. And he's yeah. he's back in world. He's in contented for worlds, regardless if he gets if he gets knocked out in round one. Like it, him being even able to be here is just an incredible feat. And like, I mean, look at APAC, both Japanese players. So like that says something about their their Hearthstone scene. So <laughs> I'm ex I'm super excited. Um. Uh, I'm sad that there's no Yarla at Worlds this year. He almost made it, but um, I, I think I think I'm gonna have to be rooting for uh, McBanterface this year, just because. <laughs> just you, I'd love to see a North America. Like I, I, I want an Americans champion. So Nalgadon and McBanterface, those are the two I'm gonna be pulling for because. You know, to be fair, this could be just Gabby because Gabby's just said he's going to do it and has he's like, yep, I'm going to win season two, walks right in, win season two, like no problem. <laughs> so this might be the year of Gabby, but um, 
I, I'm going to pull for the Americas for, for my home region. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty glued to watching it yeah. this weekend, but oh, yeah. uh, man, it, it's going to be an exciting weekend. I'm just going to throw this out there. So this weekend, Friday, uh, Witcher season two comes out on Netflix and then we have the Hearthstone World Championship this weekend and the announcement of the esports stuff for next year. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really busy but exciting weekend. And you're not even going to mention the new Spider-Man movie coming out if in things oh that are God, big going on. Oh my God, is that this weekend on? too? That's this weekend as <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. next weekend. Oh no. no? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a really um, exciting, entertaining weekend filled with lots of good stuff. So whatever you enjoy watching, there's probably something for you. How's that? Uh, yeah. I got tickets for Spider-Man next week, and I'm I'm super excited for what Loki set up. <laughs> if you guys have been following uh, anything in there, Loki definitely set up this movie um yes in my that's and i don't know anything that's not a spoiler alert that's just from what i've seen from trailers that's what my guess would be so so i'm not i'm not dropping any like this is not a spoiler alert we did not become a spoiler podcast so (laughs) all right so we have two ultra or we have ultra rock valley bundles available in the shop um one bundle contains two fractured and ultra rock Valley Legendary Cards, 10 Alterac Valley Packs, and 10 Standard Packs for 20. I'm going to get tired of saying Alterac Valley way. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. It doesn't. United Stormwind, Forge of the Baron, Shattered in Alter, or Fractured in Alterac Valley. I don't know. I think it's Alterac that, like, I'm saying it wrong. I can hear myself say it wrong, and I can't stop it. So, anyways... We have two, uh, the other is a golden bundle containing one fractured and AV legendary card and 10 AV golden packs for $40. You know, AV being something valley. <laughs> I'm done saying it for the episode. Uh, if, if you need legendaries from the current set, the, the $20 bundle where you get two legendaries, 10 packs... From the current set and 10 standard packs seems like an absolutely fantastic deal um if you're into goldens golden bundles never feel that great as far as price wise goes but you're still getting a golden legendary and you're getting 10 packs um which i think is it's okay. okay yeah as far as far as far as that goes but yeah the 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 first the twenty dollar bundle feels like a really good deal if if you're in need of or want to get some additional uh, legendaries for the current set. Let me read. Maybe the you next- missed out on a hero card or something, and you want to try try for that. This could be a good opportunity for you to do that. Yeah, let me read the next of uh, uh, news article or item here, and then we can talk about our pack openings real quick. Because I'd love to okay. I love to hear what you guys where you guys ended up. So. Full dust refund for Vandar and Drekthar coming. Announced with some hot fixes that went into place on December 10th. Full refund period hasn't started yet. As the messages messaging says, they will announce when it will be available. So do not disenchant them until then. So that's just because they're giving away 
Um, what, like, did they give away both of them? Or is it just yeah, they gave So they gave you the option of picking which one yeah. you wanted. And then the other one you get by completing the honor, the honor quest yeah. that, line that you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. And some people were able to open, open one up in the other one they didn't have in packs. And so the, they're going to do a dust refund so you can dust that. Uh, because you know you're going to be getting the other one from the uh, from from the from that track because um, yeah there it's there was a really long thread that Celestalon went through that talked about the rationale for this because it's different than why they've typically done dust refunds in the past and how this is different they look at these as more cosmetic things. And not necessarily like something that you're you're missing out on. Um, so they they're they're looking at ways of implementing it in the future, so that they don't have to do something like this. But this is something they kind of did with cosmetic-y sort of things like this in United Stormwind when you were getting um, gold or diamond legendaries in the rewards track and opening up things. Um, that ended up being duplicates, um, but it was it's it, it's interesting that they're that they're doing this, and I and I think that like it doesn't somebody's going to be penalized, I guess, from this because it, like if you actually felt like you needed to go through the entire honor leg- quest line to get the other legendary before you opened your packs, because apparently there were people that did this. That that I think feels feels bad that you would have done that because you felt like you had to min max your packs that much, um, but like it, it his 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 take home point from the whole thing was there shouldn't be an incentive for you not to open packs on day one because you want to min max and and going forward they're gonna figure out a way to do that so that that's not the case. But yeah, to the people that did decide to do that, they're kind of out their time with that they took to go through this giant legendary quest line before opening their packs. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I pulled I pulled the Drek'thar because I obviously I took uh, Stormpike himself because I went Alliance for the Alliance, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so like this is good. This is nice because like. I'm I'm glad that they're doing this, and I'm sorry for anyone who you know spent all their time doing that. But I I think it, I think it's more like I feel like this is just a a friendlier to the player base to to have it done like this. So so how- there's definitely more people like you that just yes. opened their packs on day one, ended up getting the other of the two legendaries. And re- and yeah, it, it. I guess it does sort of suck that you have both of them right away, but when you could have waited a little bit to get the other one and gotten a different legendary. But at the same time, it's like you have now both of them that you can play right away, and so it's not that big a deal. And I don't know. It just seems weird to me. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't feel entitled to it, but you know, whatever. I'll take the dust refund. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, I'm not I'm not going to be stingy about it. So how did how did your pack openings go? How did uh, how did you guys feel like you did, and did you get everything you wanted? And have you crafted anything? Just real quick, because like it's the first time talking at, on the show since. Uh, since pack day, so so Dragon Rider, how'd you do? Um, all right. Well, I I actually typed everything into a document, so I've got it open. So I I did get both of the pre-orders. So I got two goldens from the Mega Bundle. Uh, so I actually pulled golden Lightforged Cariel from that, which I was like, oh yes. And then I got nice. Ivis. From that, so I got the golden Ivis, which I was super excited to try out because I thought that was such a cool card. And then he kind of sucked, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then I got um, Captain Galvangar and uh, Seraphine Fleet Runner from the regular bundles, which I haven't really seen either of those. Uh, and then I did the reward track and bought the Tavern Pass, so I got technically the the two legendaries there. Um, and then I ended up opening, I can't remember ex- the exact number of packs. I didn't put that down. It was a little over 200, I think, between the the two bundles, plus then I bought like 60 more, I think, with packs, or with uh, gold. Um, and I opened 13 legendaries, so I feel like that went pretty well. Um I did end up having to craft Tavish, the hunter hero, because I didn't open him and I really wanted him. And so I crafted him on like the first day or second day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Mage, what did, what do you, how do you do on your pack openings? So uh, when I open open the client, I got both hunter legendaries as my gold ones. That like Tavish is okay. I'm not so keen on on Inman there. To be perfectly honest with you, I had 95 packs kind of already set up with the pre order and the ones that we earned from like end of month stuff and, and different things like that. And then bought a hundred more. So I opened 195 packs and opened 10 legendaries in those 195 packs. I opened um, five hero cards and five legendary uh, legendary minions. I did not get Cariel. I did not get Scabs. That Those felt bad. Um but I have crafted Cariel, and she is great. <laughs> she is very, very good. We'll probably be talking about her during the main topic. Um, have not have not done scabs yet. Uh, we hit level. I hit level twenty. Got the legendary off the rewards track, which was uh, Zarella. So I have one more hero port hero card so guff and scabs are the only two hero cards i do not have currently so i opened like like 213 like i bought the mega bundle and then 
I can't exactly. It was like a hundred and like twenty packs or something like that. I I left myself like five thousand gold. <laughs> um. So I did that. I pulled. I think thirteen. I had it written down and I misplaced it. <laughs> so. I know I got um, a golden Tavish. I got a golden uh, Guff. Um, I don't remember what else, but I I ended up. I mean, I feel like with with pulling like thirteen legendaries, getting two out of the gate plus the extra one from the you know that they just give you. It was like there wasn't much left to, to to finish i did not get i did not get scabs or cariel i did craft both of those too um but now i've just gotten the habit of uh since the tavern pass i have enough resources to craft the rest of the set just day 1 so i've been doing that like i literally just go through and i'm like um my my epics were really good i didn't have to craft any epics so that was nice um, so literally I was, I was done except for legendaries after the pack. So I crafted them. The only thing that annoys me now is like, it never completes your collection on day one. <laughs> like it shows you 120, you know, 134 out of 135 because it doesn't count the, um, the one they give you. Like for some reason it's bugged the last like couple sets, like the, the one legendary they give you so you they, you don't get the 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 bonus the diamond um mage card for completing it and you don't get the coin right off the bat so um well it was the two it was the two neutral minions yeah. Strickthar and Vandar that were the problem and that should have been fixed no it, yeah it they was did fixed. A hot, they did a hot fix but yeah it wasn't a day one hot fix it was. It was like I think it was part of the Friday hot fixes. It happened in United Stormwind as well, and yeah. I don't remember if I did it for Forge, but uh, I I believe I did, and it was like it never shows you completing the collection quest on day one. So I would like that that it's that's not a deal breaker for me, but I'd like it if they fix that in the future because I'd like to you know if I if I'm gonna craft everything like. Let me let me have my coin right away, please. <laughs> uh, so, all right, there is one last piece of news here. Uh, we have XR's Twitter Q and A number thirty-five. Dean covers the future of Hearthstone cosmetics and Dean's dream feature list, among other topics. Thoughts on adding a new type of card? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's so it seems, it seems like it, it's going to be happening at some point. Then is what is what what we get out of that, I guess. Yeah. Regarding free shaman coming as an archetype in Alterac Valley, I think it was ninety nine percent of the audience would see Morabi buffed and be like, "Question mark? What is this? I it didn't work in the initial design for this set. Initial design, but for this set, I imagine." Having a snow set is where the idea originates. Doing free stuff in the snow is an easy fantasy to sell. Makes a lot more sense this time around, right, guys? Like, it's just, it's... All the frost spells, you're in a frozen valley. It makes sense. 
Regarding a year-long story versus standalone stories for expansions, we still think about a year-long story as a tool in the tool butt rather than the right or wrong way to do something. Next year should be a more standalone stories rather than a year-long thing. So, what do you guys... That's something also I've been thinking too. Do you prefer the individual stories or do you like the year-long do you like the the three set arc of like the story being told or are you more of a like I just want to self-contained in each expansion? That's a good question. I I think for me I liked this year. Well, let me just like attack my microphone right there as I talk with my hands. Um for all you audio listeners, you can totally see that. But um I personally think I liked this year more than what they did before because this year they felt connected, but they also were still kind of standalone, right? It was like the Horde set, Alliance set, and then the one at the end is like Horde vs. Alliance, but it doesn't feel like you had to follow the, the whole story, uh, whereas before they really did kind of, it felt like if you missed something, you're like, what is going on? I don't understand what's happening. Um, so I, I don't know. I think for me personally, I liked how they did a semi tied together year long thing, but they were still standalone. Um, I generally like the more standalone type stuff. Major. I think the standalone, st- I think the standalone stories end up being a, feeling a bit more diverse and, and kind of interesting from that point of view. And so I've, I've not minded when we've had standalone stories in the past. I, I think, to be perfectly honest, going forward, I think I like that as the kind of default way you do it. And then having a year-long story when it makes sense. Like, I, I will tell you that, and this is my opinion now, and I will definitely uh, understand if people feel differently, but I... I'm going to be just fine when the mercenaries are set aside for something else next year. I we've had a nice run with them all year. They've been they've been great, um, but I'm definitely okay with talking about something else. Now, I will tell you that I was a huge fan of the the year long story with like Rise of Shadows, Saviors of Old Doom, and that, and so. Maybe it just depends on the characters that are involved because I liked that a lot and like that t- year long story uh, felt 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 great and like I wasn't tired of the characters like I am with the mercenaries right now. But we also didn't have book of mercenaries too. We didn't have single player content with the same characters as well. So may- maybe it's just it feels like it, there's been too much with these particular characters, and I kind of want to break from them. I guess <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I I kind of like I prefer the individual stories on in all honesty because there's a little bit more diversity. I don't dislike what they did, but I think I if if I had to pick one just for the sake of having to pick one, because that's what we're doing right, right now, I would pick individual stories, not that, like... And I am considered myself who's someone who very much enjoys stories and video games, but, like, I think you're right. I think it's... um Unless you're, like, absolutely in love with the characters 100%, 
it gets a little um uh not as enjoyable. There's like, there's there's some fatigue by yeah, the end exactly. of the you know by the end by the you know we're gonna be four more months with these characters and mm-hmm. at least where they're kind of the center point of the story still. And yeah, it's feeling like a bit much to this point and knowing that I have an entire another expansion to go through with these characters before something else takes someone else takes that center stage is is leaving me a little fatigued so i feel like this is a good transition into (laughs) our main topic which we're going to talk about the meta and a few of these characters have been showing their face a little bit more than some of the other ones I, i i i would say so um definitely why don't you take us into the meta. All right. So I've got a, just a bunch of things that I that I have put together based on the first week. We're one week. It feels like we're, we've been in this meta for ages already. Hard to believe, but it has been literally a week as, as we record this. Uh, lots of, lots has happened. Lots of uh, different things have bubbled up to the top. But I think I would re- be remiss if I didn't talk about a certain humongous owl to start this discussion. Because day one, as he is wont to do, Dog found a pretty good setup for an owl OTK deck with the Tamsin's Phylactery and the humongous owl along with the... with uh, the Warlock Fatigue Package, and it felt like right away out of the gate, there was a lot of OTK, Owl OTK going on. Owl TK. Uh, and it's still pretty good. It's still listed a week later as um, the number two or number three deck through most of Ladder, uh, according to Vicious Syndicate. Um, do, you guys, do you guys see Owl uh the owl otk right away at the beginning have you played it what do you what do you think of the this deck i played a lot of owl otk in fact (laughs) i'm not surprised yeah i'm not surprised either (laughs) as 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 of this morning there was one deck in my uh in my uh collection and that was uh dog's otk owl I, I added Libram and Free Shaman today, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I played for the first couple days. And then, like I said on Twitter, I took a few days off to finish up Persona 5, and then I took a break yesterday. Like I said, nothing to do with the meta. I was just, I needed a little bit of a break from everything, so, um, and then I came back today. But yeah, I, I mean, the deck is interesting. It's a fun combo deck, in my opinion. Um, and it is counterable. Like, you can counter the deck, and there are people out there doing so. So, like, I feel like it's an interesting, uh, it, it, it hits the control, um, itch that, that I have. And then it also has a fun, like, do a giant amount of damage at the end of the game. So, like, I I like the deck. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. I don't think it's too powerful because of you can literally pretty easily counter it with like one or two common cards. So 
Dragon Rider. Dragon Rider. What what do you what do you think about Altik? Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's one of those that I'm like I want to hate it because it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, yeah, there's some stuff that beats it. So it's like uh, I don't know. It's it does feel a little aggravating sometimes when they really pull it off, and you're like, well, it just feels like there's nothing I could have done. That's great, but. There's always decks like that. There's always been decks like that. And even after this is gone, there's going to be some deck that feels like that. So at the same time, I'm kind of like, Meh. okay, like it's, it's fine. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that makes it feel awkward or like sometimes you can't really do anything is the fact that even if you try to silence the owl or um, do something like that, they're still going to get the effect from the phylactery. Because it still counts as a death rattle minion that died, even if it was like silenced or something. So uh, that's kind of an interesting interaction. That's like, you know, other decks you can maybe try to do something about it, but that interaction you can't. Um, but it's, I think it's a fine deck. I do think there's stuff that beats it. Um, I've been playing a lot of buff paladin, and I feel like I've actually had pretty good success against warlock. Yeah, yeah, it's basically. Did you draw your trog? <laughs> Wait to turn six to play a trog and then blessing of authority and prosper. <laughs> Cause they're not getting the combo off yes. for turn six. If you can draw those two cards before turn six or like they, before they get real close to pulling it off, then you're going to win because they can't remove a nine, 10 that spawns another nine, 10 when you cast a spell on it. So, um, but I have seen, I think it's getting, uh, I think there's some fight back about it with, um, I've seen people playing Hysteria with the deck now, which makes a whole hell of a lot of sense with that deck. So I think Hysteria probably is a pretty good tool in that in, in that matchup, but I still think it's heavily Paladin favored. What, one more reason to play the Viper in this meta. We were talking about Viper being a, a, the needed for the counter on Cariel, but uh, dealing, being able to blow up the uh, the ruined Mithril Rod seems to be kind of a, an important way to handle uh, and make it a little bit more difficult for the Owl TK player to uh, to get that combo off because they do need a little bit of mana reduction to in order to do all the things for the full combo. Uh not really. Like you can do, no. you can do so two for the imps, three for the um, school spirits. Tamsin. You don't need. You don't necessarily need Tamsin. Even if you do, that's that's ten. So wait, so three, six, nine. I guess Electric is four. Yeah. So I guess if you're doing a full, like double. But generally, I found that one is going to be enough. <laughs> that like if you can if you can reduce Tamsin and get double uh, uh, owl, owl effect out, like that's something. Well, I, I mean, it's not just that it disrupts the combo, right? It's, it disrupts their ability to yes. handle your things while D f while building going their combo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that, that is that's a fair point. The other things, so. So yeah, I, I yes, I think it stops the. I'm gonna do 
seven minions with double death rattle on them from being able to go off. But mm-hmm. you still have you, you could still do quite a bit of damage with it even without that if you still get mana reductions. But you can it, you can make things more difficult for the warlock. Oh yeah, definitely. If 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 they don't have the mana reductions, um, you mentioned Iron Deep Trog. That seems to be the one drop of this expansion. Yeah, um, one of the most talked about cards I think in the first week uh, from this set. Uh, if you're not talking about the owl, um, I've seen some comments about it needing to be nerfed already. Um, I don't know if I would jump on that particular bandwagon, but, uh, the card is good, like better than I thought it was going to be. And it is an incredibly irritating card to play around. We, uh, we were talking before the show and I said, it's irritating it uh in a non hey loser sort of way referring to our good friend penflinger um what what do you guys think iron deep trog how how good is that card and uh, do you guys think it needs to be nerfed uh me personally i don't think it needs to be nerfed it's a good card um like i feel like really the like there's only a few classes that can like truly like fully abuse it but even then it's you have a fair shot to to like it's a one two on turn one so you you can fight back against it on board in a myriad of ways and the fact that it doesn't um the effect doesn't go off until after the spell has finished its effect so if you cast a spell that kills it it doesn't spawn another one like um like uh, the uh, Ogre Mancer. Like, if you think Ogre Mancer, if you shoot it with a spell, it still, and kills it, still summons a 2-2 with Taunt. This doesn't beckon until your spell goes off. So, you don't have to worry about that. So, if you can take it off, um, you can, you know, Devolving Missiles it, you can, you know, there's about a million different th- ways you can handle it and just kill it flat out. Um, you know, a little bit later on against like Buff Paladin, like if you put a Librem Wisdom on it, or a uh, Blessing of Authority, excuse me, a Blessing of Authority, that thing gets nutty, but that requires you to have those cards, and so I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's busted. I think it's a really good combo. Um, I think it has a lot of potential, but it's also it can be slow too. It count, but it counters spells. I mean, and that's what Ogremancer was there for. No one was calling for Ogremancer to get, you know, nerfed from Oblivion, but, um, so that's kind of how I feel about it. Dragon Rider? No, oh, I, I feel like you described it really well. Like, those were all the same points that I had. I, I did, um, underrate this card, during the the set reviews, I was like, eh, "Yeah, me I don't too. Think it's gonna be that e- great. E- people can easy just to do. Minions, yeah, and yeah, with cheap buffs and things like that, it definitely has been um, pretty pretty powerful. But I also don't mind some tools like this being in the meta. I, I even don't mind things like the owl uh, combo being a thing, um, as long as things don't feel too wonky." you know, overpowerful or even underpowered. Like 
it, it makes me sad looking at some cars and it's like, wow, that never got played and it was in standard for two years, you know. Sometimes those cards make me sad, but uh, I, I don't think it's like over the top busted spells. There are spells that just kill it and then it doesn't trigger. There's minions that you can just attack into it. I, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it I think it's interesting that like so the classes that seem to be benefiting the most from Iron Deep Trog right now, Paladin obviously being the the top one there, but also um Hunter because of the the buff cards that they have available to them. And both of those classes have ways of uh you know, putting a divine shield on a minion as well. And I think the divine shield Iron Deep Trog is what really starts to get difficult to deal with. And um, I, I got in a situation like I've seen Freeze Me, Freeze Shaman play it, different things like that. I, I think it can go in a lot more places just to be an annoying thing that you kind of want to deal with because more often than not, no matter what deck, what class you're playing, no matter what deck you're playing, you're probably going to have some spells and they're probably key to something you're trying to do. And so having this tool be available to kind of um, discourage the use of spells before you deal with it, uh, I think is kind of interesting. So um, it, it it's felt powerful. It felt very powerful day one because people didn't realize how to play around it. So I kept getting copies of minions because they were like, Oh, I'm gonna use this spell to create a minion to kill your guy, except that that spell created a copy, and it's like, well, oops, okay. So, but I, I don't think people are doing that now. I think a week later, I think people know how this this card works, and this is a good card for kind of, as you mentioned, uh, discouraging big OTKs because usually OTKs have. Uh, spell components to them in that. So um, do you think there's been more OTK or more combo decks uh, since the uh, since the launch of the expansion? Um, I mean, I feel like there's... I've seen some comments saying that it's been very combo-ish the first week of the new expansion. I mean, I think I feel, I feel like initially, and there's still probably people playing it, but I've seen more like Demon Hunter and Shaman, and um, but Paladin is not a combo deck. Like, I feel like the the Warlock. I I know there's a note that says OTK decks. Um, you know more OTKs. I can really only think of the Owl. You know the Warlock Owl deck, and. I did see someone playing OTK Demon Hunter today, so, but, you know, that was a few and far between, so it's just, I I don't feel like there's more, I feel like probably, if anything, there's less, because, <laughs> uh, but it it's basically, it just replaces one OTK deck with another, like, this replaces Fatigue Lock with Owl Lock, like, it's the same, like, the, the concept pretty similar, just the mechanics are slightly different. So it's Warlock, it's just a different version of the OTK. So I, I feel like there's, if anything, there's less OTK. Yeah, I feel like there might be slightly less, or it's about the same. Um, 
I, I know I, I can't remember if I've talked about it here, but I know that I've mentioned it a couple times on stream, but I, I feel like we get to this part of our set cycle and people kind of expect a lot more shake up and a lot more variety and new decks to come about. And it's like, this is the point when there's already a lot of established decks, right? The decks that we have, like Daring said, it's got kind of the same shell as the Warlock deck we just saw, but it's just running a different thing. Buff Paladin. We've already had multiple variants of some sort of buff or hand buff Paladin. It's just got a little bit different package now in there. Libram Paladin, same thing, right? There's there's a lot of decks, and, and this always happens with this last set of the year, where we already kind of have these established decks. They might get some new cards, but there's not really ever room, I would say, or or even experimentation necessarily um, for something just completely like buck wild off the wall, brand new to just pop up and then be like, you know, this brand new t tier one meta deck or anything like that. So I, I, I just want to put that out there because I, I do feel like people kind of have that expectation of, oh, new set means new decks. But you also have to think about where we're at in the year and with, we're, I think we're going to see more of that, including cards from this set uh, with the next set, when we have three sets rotate out and we'll get a new one, right? So when with rotation in like April. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's been like insane combo heavy. I think the feeling for me has been, there's been even slightly less combo decks, but we do have some more board-based decks now, and there's a little bit more management for the OTK, I feel like, with things like Cariel especially, um, you know, trying to force heroes uh, to deal even more with their combo if, you, if you're if you taking half health. Um, I don't know, I've seen a lot less, like, Garot Rogue. That's kind of been in a weird up-and-down kind of uh, appearance for me, and then like i've seen no mage and stuff so i don't know i i feel like it's a fairly balanced meta right now in terms of archetypes to to your point we had we've had a year to kind of hone these decks and we know which cards are the worst performers in these decks and we can see where it's easy to slot in the new cards that make sense for these decks like cariel in the Librum Paladin deck or the Trog into the Librum deck. It, there's only, you know, two, three, maybe four new cards in, in these existing decks that were already good because they that's all those decks were missing, right? The, 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 the power level of these decks were already fairly high and then they get pumped up a little bit higher because instead of these cards that were suboptimal that were in the deck, we're trying these new cards in that look powerful and some of them are being really powerful, and it's like, I, I think, I think as the as we get further and further from launch day, people are going to try more and more things, and we're going to see a meta meta settle, so we'll know what things to target, and when we know what things to target, and we have more time, and people kind of get bored playing things, I think they'll start trying new things. I think that's. Like when No Hands created the Rush Warrior, it wasn't right away at the beginning of the expansion because there was Rush support. It was after a little bit, wasn't it? If I if I'm remembering correctly, 
I think you're right. Yeah, so, that's yeah. I so. yeah. So I, I the the fact that there are decks that we kind of were familiar with before the expansion that are now better than they were before and kind of being that at the top of the meta doesn't actually surprise me after the first week. Um, you know, speaking of warrior, uh, I know there was some people that were very worried about the quests and that it was going to be, the quests were going to be all everywhere. Despite the fact we had a new expansion. I have not seen hardly any quest decks since the expansion went live last week. I've seen a couple of quest warriors that seems to be the most popular uh, quest deck on ladders since since the expansion. There's been I've seen some other people playing like Quest Shaman, and there are quest decks that are being played, but uh, nowhere near the uh, four alarm fire that some people were worried about before Fractured and Alterac Valley went live. What have, what have your guys' experiences been uh, facing uh, quest decks in the new expansion? Uh, minuscule, if any. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I faced some, um, quest, quest rogue, and that was about it. Maybe one or two quest shamans. Uh, and one or two quest locks. Other than that, I, I haven't seen a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's been, it's been a very small percentage for me. I would say probably less than 10 games, uh, with quest decks. Um, Dragon Rider stepped away for a moment, so um, <laughs> yeah, I saw her. She was playing Quest Rogue today. She, I saw her on stream playing Quest Rogue. Get it? Uh, she she was part of the problem. I see how this works. <laughs> I could hear Dragon you Rider, that whole time. <laughs> and, 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 Dragon Rider, you are you are back. What it was your experience been uh, playing with or playing against Quest decks since the new expansion? They don't. They don't feel as good. I don't know. I just. Uh, yeah, I, I played some Quest Rogue today. I kind of. It was kind of a just a fifty percent win rate day for me today. Uh, but it felt okay-ish at best. I haven't seen a lot of other Quest decks, and then when I do face them, they feel okay. Um, nothing like exciting. And I know um, before we started recording, we were talking about it and we, we brought up like, Oh, okay. Uh, what about mage in the new, you know, in the new meta? And I, I just, I pulled up my stats cause I was curious. Um, but this current season. Okay. So please remind us what day did the expansion come out? Uh, I believe the seventh last, or was it the, the seventh the last seventh. Tuesday, the seventh. Okay. Yeah. Today, as of recording, this is the 14th. So the season started December 1st. Okay, so we've had one full week before the expansion and a full week after. Out of, so crazy to me. Out of, uh, I, I can't even do the math on this total, but my record for Thanks. this season is 177 wins and 156 losses. Okay, that's it's a like lot of games. 200, that's 330 games, roughly. Okay, I've seen eight. Yeah, single digit eight mages <laughs> in that whole time. Like what? Woo! Where where'd they all go? Even like, I, I think maybe half of those, or slightly above half, were before. But like just this whole month, 
they just dropped off and it is so weird i don't know i don't know what's happening that's like uh, I, I did not, I had to use a calculator for this. Eight mages out of 330 games would be uh, about 2.5%, 2.4%. So that's that's not much. That's not much at all. So I, I in, in all honesty, I feel like especially Quest Mage has a place in this meta. I think people are just exploring everything and then someone's going to come back to it and be like, oh, wait, no, this is actually still very good here. So I could be wrong on that. So I'm I'm willing to admit that. But it feels like Quest Mage still has a place because there's a lot of board-based decks. And where does Mage, uh, Quest Mage drive? Board-based decks. So like, or yeah, if not that, I think Mazaki. is a little punishing right now. So that could be another reason why we might not be seeing it. But especially with... With Paladin, you were talking earlier about like the divine shields and stuff that Trogs can put out, but I mean, I, I feel I feel like I feel like um, Mage is one of the classes that Maiden Shaman can deal with it the easiest with devolving missiles. Like it, that's kind of what it feels like to me. And like the times that you like put down a big, uh, uh, you know, Iron Trog, it's one devolving missiles ruins your day, and it's just like so. I'm like, I feel like. Again, could be wrong, and this could be me looking back through rose-tinted glasses having played a lot of Mage. Like, it, it it feels like it has a potential to still be there. But maybe, you know, the whole two, two dam- spell damage is what kills it for people, so. Well, let's move on to a deck that is new, based on some cards that we got in this expansion. Uh, and it ha- And it's not a meme! anymore freeze shaman has me asking have you been frozen had your board frozen by a shaman four turns in a row because they can do that now and it's kind of annoying (laughs) to to put it mildly um yeah freeze shaman seems okay it seems like a uh it got enough support with this deck uh with the cards in this set windshield actually as good as I think everybody thought it was going to be. Um, the five drop that freezes every other minion on the board and then buffs your your minion plus one plus one for everything it freezes. Really good. Combined with the parrot from the last mini set means they can freeze your board multiple turns in a row and there's not a ton you can do about it. Um... Yeah, Dragon Rider, you've you you commiserated with me about this deck a little bit earlier, less so than Derek. So I'm throwing this to you first. Uh, what has been your dealings with Freeze Shaman? It's it's making me very sad. My board <laughs> can't do anything, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> no, I um I've tried a lot of different decks. The first two days, I just played. Like, I I think I played six or seven different classes over the first two days. I just tried a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, I've put a hundred games so far into Buff Paladin. Um, So I've been playing a lot of that. And yeah, when they repetitively just freeze your board, it felt like I couldn't do anything. I mean, there's there's no really other mechanics in Buff Paladin other than minions and buffs. (laughs) So like... 
your your you know your whole game plan is like okay get on board stick a stick a buffed minion stick two buffed minions stick five buffed minions something please no stop freezing stop playing because what is this no okay they can't have another one right no they did it again okay well i guess we just lose this game and uh yeah i I encountered that a couple of times it was it was very sad um the times they didn't i was like they don't have the freeze i win and then i smacked them in the face with big things and then i was very happy um but uh yeah they, they can when they have the freeze stuff um if you're playing a more board-based deck, then it can feel very difficult. If you're running, like, weapons or maybe some spells that you can hit to the face, you know, or even a charge minion or something, you can kind of get around that freeze. But when your whole game plan is just stick things on the board and attack with them, yeah, you you might be out of luck a little bit if they have those freezes. Yeah, that's definitely where it feels like it could be bad. It just... Um, I mean, I feel like you get around it with taunts and, and layering threats. Uh, I'm not saying it's not good because it is, but like, um, that deck feels like it loses in like value wars. So, but I could be wrong. I have not had any traumatic, uh, encounterings with that deck yet. Um, mostly because I was playing um i'll tk and i'm like oh great you froze my board yeah i guess i can't uh what i wasn't i had zero plan in hitting you in the face anyways please freeze me i don't care (laughs) your board will be clear by the time it matters (laughs) so like um it's it seems like it's a very good deck and it's an interesting um has an interesting place in the meta so i'm i'm super interested to see where things go as as things start to settle down and people start because i don't even feel like we're at the phase we're just barely starting to figure things out you know one card that's actually not too bad against uh shaman and all its freezes that is shadow crafter scabs because of the nice vanish that occurs as part of the battle cry. Uh, he's definitely seeing some play right now, both in Quest Rogue, as well as, and I didn't think I would ever actually say this, is Maestra actually ladder viable? There there are some Thief Rogue decks. I know Tice was playing one, Jay Alexander was playing one, uh, that are running Maestra and the Knolls and the Double Agents and, and and Scabs and and winning some games. Have have you encountered uh, Scabs or maybe Maestra uh, and being surprised when you realized you were facing a rogue? How about not being surprised because. I've had a couple... Okay, maybe surprise the other way. This is so common now that I am doing the whole, oh, is it actually this class or is it Rogue? (laughs) But the couple of times that it's happened, it's been a warrior and I go, okay, this has got to be Rogue, right? 
and then they actually play the quest warrior card or the yeah the quest card and i'm like oh, it's not a rogue and then i'm very surprised it's actually a warrior <laughs> Warrior, warrior. That we have to think about. I was gonna say, I I look today. Warriors number two on HS replay, and like Quest Warrior is still a thing. Like we didn't see it right away, but yeah, it's it's still very much there, and it's still very much viable, and will kill you. (laughs) Yeah, I I think the rest of what the Maestra deck wants to do and and does is more impactful or, or matters more than like oh it wasn't that class it's actually a rogue like eh, okay it's the other cards that that i think actually just there's so much value in what they're doing and then like you said then scabs comes into play so it, it feels like the rest of the stuff is just um, actually pretty consistent one thing i i realized is you can actually like I watched Jay Alexander do this a few times. And if you're playing the Maester deck and you have the Cutlass on one and you trade it, even though it's a rogue card and you trade it, it doesn't uh, unmask you as that class. So you can stay and keep going until you actually play a card onto the, onto the battlefield or, or play a spell that impacts the board. Um, and and so that was kind of interesting. I I had assumed since you were trading a class card that 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 isn't the class you're playing that it would unmask you, but that actually was not the case. So uh, if you weren't aware of that, that is uh, something to keep in mind if you if you decide decide to give that uh, deck a try. It's interesting. Uh... Did, have you run into Maestra or a, a little bit, a few times? I'm just, I, I'm still like there are. It's one of those things that you can get really good outcomes in in the like the Burgle style deck, and then I'm like, I how consistent is this really? Because I saw Brian Kibler playing it earlier today, and I'm like, that makes me think about the Voyager <laughs> deck. <laughs> if Brian Kibler is <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Because he's not well, known for playing the, great decks. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and then there was the bug early on uh, where Maester was doubling any armor that you had when you unmasked for some reason. And so that was hot fixed last Friday uh, as well. So that's that's not going to be an issue anymore. But yeah, if you had somehow gained armor, like maybe you played... You, you were made a warrior, you hero power on two, you unmask on three, and if you had two armor, you would suddenly unmask and have four armor for whatever reason. That was just some random bug that was occurring. So um, we've talked about most of the classes. We, ha- we haven't talked about priest or druid, and, and you, you briefly mentioned mage being almost non-existent. Uh, have you seen anything from any of those classes that that you're interested in trying? I know there was like this big priest thing that was that's doing okay on ladder right now, um, leveraging the uh, the amulet the and death, and the death, death rattles, rattles yeah. and, and different yeah different things like that. There's celestial celestial druid seems to be kind of the main druid deck right now. I don't feel like I've seen much in the way of of uh 
taunt druid or any sort of aggro thing. The Drek'thar deck that's running just Drek'thar, Guff, and two injured Blademasters uh, is a thing, I guess, but it's not very good, so I don't know that people are playing that much <laughs> anymore. A for, like, a day or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tur- turns out if you happen to draw any of those minions and not Drek'thar, you're, you, you kind of just auto-lose the game. So I think people have, are starting to move away from that deck. Um, but yeah, and then Mage, there's... there's I've... I, I think I've seen like one big spell mage, but it doesn't seem like that it has turned into anything more than just something very fringe to try and see if you can get it to work. I've seen I've seen some priest. I feel like priest is the most viable out of that list you just just made, and then some demon hunter. The the like um, either like it centers around like the Kurtris and then like. Having a bunch of minions with the the one six that you know gains attack when you when you have something the die flag runner yeah the flag runner and the in the giant like so those are like that's another like viable deck and you like kind of you can like fill it up with like uh death rattle stuff too I've seen people putting death rattle stuff with it so you know kind of modifying the whole death rattle package and like it turns out when. You have things that pull things out when they die. That flag runner could get really big really quickly. <laughs> it feels nice. it, it feels like the the flag runner and the giant give the like uh, the card that you know lets you draw draw a card for every minion of yours that died this turn. You know, like those things. It makes it more feasible. Um. So, and the uh, the two two I don't remember the cards names yet, but the two two that spawns two one ones when you attack. Seeing that played to, Fe- to feast of souls was the was the a card for every minion that's died. That that one I thought I remembered, and then battle worn vanguard yeah. is the two mana two two that gives you the fell wings. Yeah, I mean that card's just good in like an aggressive style deck, but I mean. I don't know how many like super aggressive board based demon hunter decks there are, but you know it it works. I think that's a decent card. So I've just seen it's more mostly paladin, warlock, shaman, <laughs> dragon rider. Dragon rider. What about you? Um, not, I'm pretty much the same thing that you guys have already listed. I haven't seen anything outside of that really um it's weird thinking back on like day one and two of the meta and then thinking back to like okay but that's not really like what we're seeing now and it's so crazy how that happens um it's so weird um yeah Yeah, everybody has the thing they wanted to try before the expansion went live (laughs) and they're trying it day one day two and most of us, when we see something like that, it ends up not being that great. Yeah. And so then they move on to something else, and then it the gets less and less diverse as we get further and further away. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I have been a little surprised that we haven't seen more druid overall. Uh, but I think again, as trog and the board base decks like buff paladin, because bu- like. In my experience, the buff paladin just kind of obliterates druids, the slower druids, anyways. Um, 
maybe we'll start to see more of that, but I, I will be curious to see just how things change over the next week. Even um, we're going to have, you know, the world championship this weekend. I feel like when there's those big tournaments that always kind of influences the meta a bit. So um, whatever those eight players bring, I'm sure we'll see some of that reflecting in the meta. So I'm curious to see. And then of course, if they're going to do any changes, uh, maybe to Trog or, or whatever, I don't know what they're going to change if they do, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Druid become a little better in the future. Yeah, that, that I think is the hero card and the decks that they had going into the expansion. I guess I was expecting I would see more of them and that they would be doing better on ladder than it feels like they have when I've been playing against them. So I'm, yeah, I'm inclined to, to agree with you there. Any any final thoughts about the meta, Daring, before as we wrap up our discussion of the week one fractured in Alterac Valley meta? Yes, I feel like uh, the Iron Deep Trog Rex, <laughs> Celestial Druid, now that I think about it, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, the only thing they can do is have Lunar Eclipse. If they don't have Lunar Eclipse... Yeah. Well, I guess they're, they're they're just gonna you know just die. Then that's a guard that will literally just kill them. It will literally just kill them with nothing else happening. So that yeah. makes if you have if that makes sense if, if you can get if you can get a uh, get you get the divine shield on that trog, that thing is living on the board until they die. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. So, Dragon Rider, final right. thoughts. I've been enjoying it. It's been it's been fun. I think there's been a a fairly good balance of stuff. I like the mix we're seeing right now, and I've been enjoying the crap out of the meta and the game as a whole. Oh, also, Ticketus is back! Yay, Ticketus! Oh yeah, that's a new thing that just popped up. I forgot about no. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not just uh. one Ticketus. They usually play like three, four. Yeah, something like that. You know, ticket, you know, ticket standard Ticketus fair. You know. Yeah. So it's what we all are right. seeing, right? We're all big fans <laughs> of tickets here, right? <laughs> and on that note, we're going to talk about this week's poll question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we talked about during the main topic, we talked about Iron Deep Frog, and we talked about the fact that it's a really good card and that some people are already advocating for it to get nerfed. Uh, so we want to know from you. Do you think Iron Deep Trug needs to be nerfed? Simple yes or no answers. Please vote. Tell us what you think. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dr3hs. Follow our top pin tweet, and that will take you to the Dr. 3 Discord and you can find myself on Twitter and Twitch at Daring Alkline. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube, putting out content all the time. Uh, Dragon Rider DK, both of those. And also, if you like podcasts, which we think you do, then would love to have you join us for our mercenaries podcast called the spirit healer podcast as well that I am part of. And we do that every week. Woohoo. And mage take us home. 
I will take us home in just one moment. I want to promote Dragon Rider did a video guide on Buff Paladin that she was wrecking people with uh, last late last week. And, and uh, so she did a guide. It's on YouTube. Check it out if you want to play uh, Hand Buff Paladin. If you want to get your Iron Deep Trogs with Blessing of Authorities on them and, and hit some people in the face, I, I, I recommend the deck. I would recommend the guide, and you should check it out. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mage Death. I've started reading comics. Yes, I read. I, I, so I've been talking about that. Lots of engagement with uh, friends on there. D and D, finished God of War, playing some other games. Uh, the, and jumped into the new Diablo season. So I'll be talking about all of that on Twitter at Major Death. And uh, yeah, come, come, come chat with me there. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into the first week of the Hearthstone uh, Fractured and Alterac Valley meta. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. I just did hand gestures like you could see the hand gestures on the boom.